This is episode 28 of the Internet Beer Users. I'm your host, Nick Pro, joined today by my co-host, Jay Torres. Jay, what's going on, man? Hey, Nick. Good, man. How are you? Not bad, not bad. Um, decently hectic Monday. As always. Not the... <laughs> Yeah, not the not the worst on record, but uh, it's uh, going to be a great show tonight. I'm very very excited. We have an awesome show beer and some cool topics. So before we get going, how was your weekend, Jack? Uh, weekend was good. Uh, my parents were here in town. Uh, there, I had to work on Friday and Saturday in the city. So uh, my parents were gracious uh, enough to come up and help out watching the kids. So. Um, there you go. Yeah, I didn't do really do much, but uh, I forgot to mention on the last show, um, I took my daughter to. Uh, so the, the Apple stores have this thing called Apple Camp, and you know she's super into YouTube. She wants to be a YouTuber eventually one day, and they actually had a an iMovie uh, Apple Camp where they teach you different things about iMovie. They teach you uh, different uh, camera tricks, uh, how to you know, different kinds of uh, of ways to record with the video, like like how to pan, how to do extreme mm-hmm. close-ups, and how to, you know, the whole process of putting together a, a story or a movie. So, like, storyboarding. Uh, it was pretty cool. Like, I was thoroughly, thoroughly impressed. Uh, they are super prepared. They give the kids a free T-shirt. They give them a free uh, Apple-branded, like, flash drive that, that doubles as a bracelet. I, it was super cool. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's and, awesome. Yeah, it's two, uh, three days, an hour and a half each day, and they teach them a different aspect on each day. And on the last day, the Friday, they show what they've put together in front of the rest of the kids. And yeah, it was super cool. And it's totally free. Uh, I was super impressed. Uh, every they're so they're super organized at the Apple Store. It was funny because I came, I took her flash drive, the one that they gave her. Mm-hmm. I plugged it into the computer, and it was already like formatted. Even they named the drive after each kid, so you, just, you don't have to do anything. Oh, yeah, that's a nice touch. Yeah, it's like it's already labeled Malia, and like I was like, oh, they they really thought of this stuff. So, um, yeah, super impressed. If if you know if any of you readers or listeners out there have kids and you you want to find something for them to do over the summer. I highly recommend those Apple camps. So they have the the stories in motion with iMovie. They have a garage band one and they have a coding one. So mm-hmm. I don't I don't know if they have any more clock cuz when I tried to sign up they were like they filled up pretty fast. So but if you if you live by an Apple store it doesn't hurt to try to check out to see if uh, they have any classes open but um yeah, that's what we nice. did last two weekends ago and I forgot to mention it. So I just wanted to you know, give a good quick shout and update for for Apple Camp. So, right on, right on. And that was at the which uh, one of the San Jose Apple yeah, stores? Just yeah, out of curiosity. We, yeah, we went to um, the Oak Ridge one. It's actually closer. Okay. Yeah, but um, you know, Valley Fair is a nicer mall in my opinion. But that one filled yeah, up yeah. super filled up super quick. So Oak Ridge it ended up uh, working out uh, better because it's just like a ten minute drive from us. So. Yeah, don't be creepy. Yeah, but yeah, it was cool. Right on, man. Yeah, that's 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 awesome. I um, did some very uh, enlightening activities this weekend myself. Uh, I actually drank some beers. Oh, nice. And <laughs> <laughs> surprise, yes, surprise. Yes. So I, I did. Yeah, I, I did want to share my experiences surrounding that, and hung out with a couple of friends of the show, none, none other than Tasty Beverages and my other buddy Pecone. Uh, we all kind of got together on, 
think it was I think it was Friday night. Um, it's all kind of blurry at this point <laughs> um, because we had a, we had a few different cans, but um, one of the stars of the show or the star of the show was for that particular day was the Eastside Motel Double IPA from Fieldwork, and we've been talking a lot about Fieldwork on the show lately, and they have been killing it as of late. And Eastside Motel, and this is going to segue into kind of part two of my my little story here, but they released it, I want to say, two or, two months ago, two or three months ago or so. And it was a, it is a double IPA, obviously, but it was done in kind of more of a West Coast fashion, very, um, uh, not not hazy, basically, okay. <laughs> in terms of the appearance. And I didn't have any the, the first time around, the first time they canned it or offered it in general, but um, was fortunate enough this time to be able to sample it because, again, Tasty Beverages actually uh, came through with a growler. And we were pretty excited because uh, we heard a lot of great things about it from the previous time and obviously a nice growler direct from Fieldwork San Mateo. You know, hey, start pouring it, right? Right. And sure enough, based on... Um, my buddies and their and their their appearances, their uh, opinions. It was a lot better than the previous version and a lot hazier too. So more of a kind of an East Coast kind of appearance to it, and just the consensus was that it was just an amazing double IPA. I mean, an easy four or five, maybe even higher than that. Wow. But it was it was yeah, it was really really impressive. So the following day. I actually headed out to to my second home now, which is uh, Fieldwork San Mateo, because they were having a very highly anticipated release. It was actually also the second time canning a particular beer, and this one was the Galaxy Sauce. Not the Galaxy Juice, Jay, but but the sauce. And you and I are very familiar with the juice. I think I even mentioned it that they canned it again, Mm -hmm. um, I think a couple weeks ago, two or three weeks ago. You and I have had it, um, I know at least once, maybe even another time as well. And the juice is excellent. So, um, again, like three months ago or so, uh, they announced Fieldwork that they were going to can the Galaxy Sauce. And I looked back on the Instagram, and I remembered it from the time, but they were very... Not too many details in terms of what the sauce was going to be. And And it was interesting considering if you go on Fieldworks Instagram, they have these very long, detailed, very flowery, very well-worded descriptions, yeah. which is which is a good thing for beer, right? The more descriptive, the better, right? But having had the juice, and the juice has stayed consistent with their formula, by the way. The juice is just very, it's, it's the juice. It's You're very right. hazy, New England style. I think it's definitely very west coastish as well in terms of the assertiveness with the galaxy hop there i mean you definitely get that kind of that pungent kind of galaxy like quality um but again very much again a lot of haze very turbid etc cetera, etc cetera. so anyhow the sauce was announced and there was a lot of hype around it considering how, how good the juice was but right when it was announced, obviously people started posting pictures of it and people were on Instagram talking about it. And it was very apparent, it was very clear that it was very clear because <laughs> they, for whatever reason, decided to brew it in a West Coast style. Oh yeah, and I remember you mentioned there that was, before. There was, yeah, there was definitely a backlash online right. about it, Instagram, untapped, et cetera. 
people were some people were very up in arms about it. So it was very interesting and caught our eye when the Galaxy Sauce was announced again, and there was a very detailed description which called it a um, amplified, you know, souped-up version of the Galaxy Juice. It said hazy specifically, and very made it very, very, very clear. This time I'm going to use it properly. Very in, in the initial way, very clear that this was going to be an imperial version of the Galaxy Juice. And guess what, Jay went over there, had a little sample of it, picked up some cans, and am very excited to report that it is in fact that. Nice. Comes in at nine point three double IPA. Whoa! One of the most well hidden over 9% double IPAs I've ever tried. Everything that you like about the Galaxy Juice, Jay, is just times five. Wow. And they abs- yeah, they absolutely nailed it. So I do want to just acknowledge Fieldwork again. There's there's no other way to put it other than to say that they are absolutely on fire. Um, they're killing it right now. Head out to Fieldwork. They're, they're, oh, by the way, they just put King Citra on draft as well and king citra is another well-known double ipa from them that is a lot hazier in appearance as well now uh giving it some more body some more texture if you will and they're just you know they're really they're listening to their customers they are putting a lot of effort forth i think they're kind of coming into their own right now um having just opened up their fourth location and they're just they're firing firing on all cylinders and um just again just you know, been talking about them a lot, but they deserve it. Uh, they're doing a lot of great stuff out there. So if you're in the area, um, on you know, peninsula area, even the South Bay, it's worth driving up, uh, let me tell you. And we're going to have our long-awaited meetup there very, very soon, Jay. I, I You know, we've just got to coordinate the schedules, right? I know. I, I'm kicking myself because I was in the city on Friday and Saturday, and I passed right by oh. San Mateo. I could have oh. easily stopped by. I don't know why I didn't even think about it. I think it was because I was, like, scared of uh, – I was worried about my parents watching watching the game. Yeah, like, I got like, to get, get, get home. I got to get home. Yeah, I hear, I hear you on that one, man. Oh, man. Anyways. But very, very soon. Yeah. No, they're just, yeah, they're killing it. So um, uh, just a little bit of follow-up here, talking about uh, great companies. We wanted to mention a recent uh, blog post and a little bit of controversy that has been going on uh, surrounding 1Password and uh, the company that produces 1Password by the name of Agile Bits. And uh, as of late, last couple weeks or so, uh, there's been a little bit of controversy online and amongst the um, kind of Apple and they're on Android, they're on Windows, so I guess you could even say nerd community right. regarding 1Password, their flagship app. And if you've listened to the show before, you've heard Jay and I really just um, you know express our love for 1Password. It's a password manager app, um, stores all of your passwords in with uh, unique hashes of gibberish, so you never need to, um, you can have unique strong passwords and never have to remember them. Uh, does so much more than that as well. We're not going to get into the the details right now, but the way that one password has always functioned, primarily, and I guess the way that it, it is the way that it started out was it stored your one password keychain um, in some sort of an online mechanism, whether it's Dropbox, uh, iCloud, or whatever else it was. I think there was a third way as well. Jay, you could you could uh, fill me in on that or correct me. I don't remember, but. Um, Anyway, this is the way it's always been, and as of late, 
um, Agile Bits has moved towards an, an, a subscription model for their business. And um, they just released the Windows version, and the Windows version actually only had the subscription method as the mechanism. It, it did not offer the Dropbox or the or whatever the you know the online syncing mechanism. Right. And a lot of longtime hardcore loyal users like Jay and I took that as a sign that Agile Bits was going to go ahead and start phasing out us old fogies and and the old mechanisms. So they released this blog post and. That was pretty well written, and um, it really—I got a good impression from it. Jay, do you want to uh, let us know kind of the gist of it or, or what they covered in that blog post? Yeah. So basically, everyone is—you know—everyone's worried that it's going to go to a subscription-based, uh, you know, pricing plan. And I, I, the way I bought it, and I think the way that you bought it, Nick, was just you paid—you know—I think it was like 40, 50 bucks for the app up front, and we get to yep. use it as long as they, you know, charge for another new version. And um, so the, the big controversy is they're pushing people towards this sub- subscription plan and they're not letting you store your keychain or your, your pa- one password vault locally on your computer or have it sync through Dropbox or iCloud. They want you, they're trying to, they're pushing you towards using their sync service. And people that are upset. And I was kind of worried that they were pushing everybody to the subscription plan. And this blog post kind of, it kind of, um, you know, it kind of toes the line very well. Uh, but mm-hmm. they've kind of, they kind of explained why they're going through to subscription services. And at the very end, they, they mentioned that, you know, the, the, the option to store locally on your computer and sync through Dropbox or iCloud is still going to be there for version six and they i think they explicitly say it's going to be there for version seven mm-hmm. after for version seven who knows you know that's going to be how how many yeah. years down the line yeah but they also mentioned that we will try to push you nudge you every time every chance that we get to this new subscription model so yeah um i get i understand that they kind of have to do that um and i forget which podcast i think it was atp where they were saying that you know one password's done very well for themselves. They've reached all the people. The, the reason why they think they're going to the subscription model is they've reached as many people as they could with the, the old model. And they're trying to appeal to a new uh, market, I guess, by mm-hmm. you know charging people three bucks, five bucks a month to help store your passwords. And I understand where they're coming from. I, the day that they take away local storage of your one password vault that's you know i'm not gonna like it very much i think we have a few years maybe before mm-hmm. we have to make that decision but I, I definitely see both sides and i i appreciate the the blog post but you know i can't help but wonder you know what am i going to do when they take that away because i like the way that it works now i'm i'm getting tired of subscriptions because well, you know you subscribe to one thing here and one thing there all that all those you know, services add up. So, um, well, Jay, it's, it's tough. Jay, not, Jay, not to interrupt, but I know what I'm going to do when that day comes, and that is I'm going to pay the subscription. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's and, worth and it to you. It's it's absolutely worth yeah, it. Yeah, I, I mean, mean I, when when it comes when it when we're going to have to decide or when they take that the day when the day comes and they take that away and then I'll decide. But you know, it, I'm not going to yeah. like making the decision to go to subscription. No. I'm not. I'm not gonna like it either. Absolutely not. It's it's another one to add to the growing list. And on the other hand, too. However, 
it, it if you want to talk essential apps that's for true. my life yep. yep one password honestly in terms of quote unquote i can't live without it it's number one i'm just i'm just keeping it real and it, the day that they go hey sorry we supported you guys as long as we could nothing we can do at this point all the new features are, are with the subscription model you know you got to do it hey i'm going to you know i'm going to do the the fry take my money yeah. because it's it's one password and they do what they do in my opinion the best in terms of that that sort of app and even just a, even a utility app in general i mean that's just how well made it is the support uh, the uh, the way that the um, the um, staff there kind of present themselves. I mean, I really recommend if you use the app or if you've yeah. been considering it to read that blog post because my my initial takeaway on that one was I I believe them and and one of the things that they got across in the blog post was hey we did this or we're moving towards this because we feel that it gives you the best user experience and put all the supporting. Um, kind of facts with that, and I I believe them. You know, I, I absolutely believe them. And you know, um, they said the, the way that they said it, it was very cleverly not cleverly worded, but you know, you got to kind of read in between the lines here. They they said it in a way of saying their primary rationale or motivator was not money; it was a user experience. Now, did they say that one of the motivators wasn't money? No, of course. Um, I, I think, like you said, Jay, obviously it is. But um, they they present themselves as very uh, customer first, um, doing what they do to to ensure that their customers are happy. And again, I I walked away from that blog post feeling better about the fact that they're going to continue to support the legacy model that Jay and I and many of you use. But at the same time, not being shy about saying, hey, this is the way forward. This is the future, and and just kind of in, in a funny way, kind of just mentioning it twice on on the PS and the PPS. Yeah. If you want to learn more, go here, and if you want to do the subscription, go here. You know, I, I I liked the transparency and I liked the message, which was very consistent. I always read all their release notes. You know what I mean? Yeah, they're they're pretty good. It, yeah, and it's always in that same kind of voice. It's 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 very genuine. So, um, hey, you know, if this is this is the decision, this is the call. You know, good luck to them. And you know, again, obviously, I will hold off until I, the last possible day. But when that day comes, you know, take my money. Yeah, I, I think I will too. I think the thing that most people were worried about, at least the nerds were, um, if we have to move to a subscription based model, that's fine. But let us store the the one password vault, the actual file, wherever we it's want. Backup. Like, yeah. Yeah. Don't. Yeah. I mean, don't don't, don't make us take use it away. Your, yeah. Don't make us use your syncing service. Like, like you know, yeah, yeah. you know, services get hacked all the time. Then, um, it, yeah. I feel a little bit better if it's stored on my computer and I have control of where I save it. But, um, you know, if yeah. if they if they let us keep that and they take away the you know pay for the app and then and move us to subscription, uh, I'll be okay with that. Just just let us let me let me save it where I where I want to save it. <laughs> Mm, yeah, for sure. Uh, right on, Jay. So we also had another bit of follow-up uh, regarding a previously mentioned app. Uh, it was actually, I want to say it was way back when we talked about our home screens. Yeah, I, one of the first I, episodes. Right on that one? Yeah, yeah. If not yeah. the first. I think so, yeah. Wow, taking it back. Yeah, so 
Over the weekend, um, my weather app of choice, Carrot Weather, came out with version 4.0 of their app. And I had no idea. It, it just kind of dropped. They didn't tease it or anything. It just kind of mm-hmm. like I showed up in my up my app store updates. I was like, oh, crazy, 4.0. And it's a pretty it's a pretty good update. Uh, they, If you remember the old version, it was very, when you opened up the app, it was there was not a lot of stuff on the screen. It wasn't very information dense. So this new update kind of, crams a lot of the information that you would want in an app, in a weather app on the very first mm-hmm. screen because on the old version you launched it you had to like scroll up and do some other things to, to get like you know seven day forecasts and all that stuff but now it's um it's all on the main screen when you launch it and it's kind of cool mm-hmm. when you look at it uh, it has uh kind of it looks it reminds me of uh, like a super mario brothers level where um everything's pixelated oh, yeah if you look at the um you know it shows the landscape and it's it, it reminds me of a Mario Kart or a Mario Brothers game and underneath that yeah. it shows like the daily you know you know temperatures and the conditions and yeah it's super cool they also added integration you know, it, they integrate with dark sky and that gives you the, like the oh it's going to rain now notifications mm-hmm. but they also added uh, weather underground which is another weather service I, i've checked it out it's pretty cool but you know it's it, they they asked for another 10 dollars to support that um to support that functionality because I guess, I don't know, calling, using their, their services, one, uh, one, uh, weather underground yeah, services cost gotta, a little bit more. You gotta pay for those, right? Yeah. You gotta pay for those, but all in all, it's a great, uh, update to my favorite weather app. So I just wanted to mention that and I'll probably, we'll put a link to the app in the show notes. Nice. Nice. I may just check it out. I've been considering it for quite some time. Um, using one of the, um, uh, one of the apps on my Android work phone, I forgot what it was called. Gosh. It, it must be not it, that good then. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. 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 And I'm always on the lookout for nice premium app for my iOS devices. I mean, they're kind of few far in between nowadays in comparison to a few yeah. years back. Um, so I, I think you know what I mean on that one, Jay. A little, little nostalgia for those yeah, big right. um, app releases that we we really don't get too many of. Uh, but hey, maybe maybe this one will be a, another one I I drop some coinage on. Yeah, you should check it out. It's, it's only a few bucks. So right on. All right. Well, speaking of uh, something that people drop their hard on hard earned coinage on, and also spent a lot of their hard earned. Time on? Wait, hard earned? How do you earn time? No, that is that didn't work. <laughs> time is money, though. Time is there. You, thank you. You saved me on that one, Jay. Um, let's talk about our show beer today. While we're talking about it, before it gets too warm, I don't know about you, Jay, but it's uh, pretty warm over here uh, in the peninsula area. I'm sure it is down south there. Yeah. So yeah, I think we should just get to cracking this let's and crack then it, just yeah. kind of start talking about it. Yeah. Sure. Let's uh, let's take a look. Today's show beer is very very special. It is uh, a collaboration between Other Half Brewing out of New York, Monkish out of Torrance, Los Angeles, California, and Trillium out of Massachusetts. Massachusetts, I think I pronounced that right this time. And it is their fully loaded baked potato double IPA. And some of you may have heard about this release uh, if you're following the beer world just a little bit. Yeah. Uh, because it took place uh, now, I think now it's been three weekends since it took place, but we'll have a, a link in the show notes here from Other Half's Instagram page. And to say it was madness is 
a gross, gross understatement. Um, take a look at the the Instagram post and just the shots of the line. Um, I had my eye on this while it was happening, just to you know, because I right away when it was announced, I, I knew that I was I, I had to get my hands on it um, so that we can sample it on the show. And I had been seeing posts on Instagram of people lining up. I believe that the, the release took place. It, it was definitely on a Saturday. I don't know the exact time on Saturday that it took place. I want to say like around 10 o'clock in the morning. But um, people were lining up the night before, you know, like 10 or That's 11 crazy. p.m. It, it was insane. And they were already giving out wristbands at the time when they were lining up. So it was just it was it was just you knew it was going to be madness right away. And I did see a quoted um, amount of people waiting in line at 700. So in terms of a beer release, in, in, in my experience, just what I've observed, um, and fortunately not been a part of this was amongst the craziest and one of the most hyped and just those three breweries together collaborating first time collaboration. It's, it's very obvious. Um, it definitely reminds me of, Earlier in the in the in the year, of course, we had the collaboration between Other Half, Trillium, and Cellar Maker, the Juice Gymnastics, which is one of our top right. double IPAs of the year. And this one is is really has a lot of potential to be up there as well. Quick little description here: fully loaded baked potato, Imperial IPA, clocks in at ten percent, and it comes with all the fixins such as Mosaic, Galaxy, Denali, and Kohatu hops plus plenty of oats and wheat. Then it gets the extra fixins in the form of triple dry hopping. So this is, I mean, what an app name. Uh, Other Half, Jay, as you may be aware, they, they do like to do weird uh, food <laughs> uh, <laughs> names for their beer, such as broccoli, uh, cheddar, cheddar, cabbage. Yeah, yeah, like um, I think one of them was like powdered cheese. I mean, it's just gross. it's just super <laughs> wacky, but... Somehow it just it works in terms of just kind of that their kind of their image and and their can art is just always they have a distinct look you know it's an uh, you know it's an other half beer um, we we've been waiting for another monkish collaboration some of you may or may not be aware of the fact that um, other half actually assisted monkish when monkish decided to start brewing ipas um and they had a couple of very early um releases i believe one of them was like my people comes for my people's come first mm -hmm. i believe i believe no, no no it was first things first i apologize first things first which was their uh, one of their first ipas if not their first ipa that they actually brewed with other half so really a long history here uh, Monkish going out to the East Coast, getting Trillium in the mix, who is just absolutely at the top of their game as well. So everything coming together just makes makes this one of the most highly anticipated beers of 2017. Um, I poured mine out. It's very, it's hazy. I can't see through it. Um, it's very light. Oh man, beautiful. Golden, yeah. Oh, beautiful, beautiful color. I got this in my uh, my uh, purple. Uh, Purple Hop Teku from Monkish, so nice proper glassware, yeah. Um, shout out to my brother. He got that for me uh, at the uh, Space Cookie release. I believe I used it, uh, or I mentioned it you did, on yeah. the show as well. Yeah, it's just, it's a good one. I, I didn't think I'd like that purple um, accent on it, but it, it, it looks it looks pretty nice. So anyhow, um, yeah, like, like Jay, like you said, I agree 100%. It's got a great um, orange, golden murkiness to it. Can't see through it at all. Um, great fluffy head there. Uh, what do we get on the aroma here? I'm, I'm taking it away. Mm. Smells good. 
Smells great. Um, I'm getting I'm getting sweetness uh, on the aroma here. Let me let me take a look. Yeah, take a whiff. Sweetness. I'm not really getting any. Um, it's, I'm not really getting any identifiable uh, identifiable citrus. Fruit. Yeah, yeah. I'm getting. Is, I'm getting. Uh, I can smell the alcohol. I mean, this clock's in at ten percent, which is crazy for a, a imperial IPA. Yeah, IPA. that's hot. That's super high. Yeah, I'm, I'm. I'm more than anything on the aroma, I'm getting just kind of creamy sweetness. I know that's not very descriptive, <laughs> but faint, faint citrus. But I don't know if it's because of the head. Um, yeah. Not not coming in too too well on the aroma, but um, appearance wise and just the description, definitely looking forward to digging in. And without further ado, Jay, why don't we uh, yeah, have our first sip? All right, man. Cheers. 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 Ooh. Whoa, dude. Ten <laughs> percent, my ass, dude. <laughs> I don't taste it oh, at man. all. Ah, ooh, whoa! Huh. Um, Wait a minute, it's coming back. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, um, I am tasting it a little bit. I'm tasting a little bit. Yeah, but no, okay. It's super I'm, smooth. The mouthfeel is—it's so creamy. Oh man! It, it. Let me tell you, it is. Let me just get a quick picture here. Usually, I don't take too many during the show. <laughs> But <laughs> that's true. For this particular beer, I had to, I had to get a quick shot there. I had to I had to document this. This is definitely one of the top releases of the year. So yeah. So on the on the see at the front of the let me hear. I'm taking another sip. Mm. Mm. Man, mm. they you know I'm getting I'm getting all three breweries on this one. I I really am. I'm getting the other half portion. Is kind of an earthiness. Maybe the potatoes is it, the name is just be, is very is like suggestive, <laughs> su, you know, being on my brain. I don't know if it's that or not, but earthiness, almost vegetal quality that I've had in other other half beers. Um, that monkish mouthfeel, mm-hmm. super smooth, super silky, just substantial in the mouth is there and it's present. So that's kind of that influence I see. And then I think just kind of the overall kind of New England vibe and style of the appearance with this beautiful golden color and just kind of that that citrus um, presence there that I can't again can't put quite put my finger on, but I'm sure a lot of it, a lot more of it, will kind of come through as the show progresses and the beer warms a little bit. And that finish is. It's uh, it's there, but it's very respectable for being a ten percent. Um, it's there, but it's pleasant. It's not overpowering, and um, you do finish with a good, substantial, pleasant bitterness, and um, very. It's very crisp on the finish for me. Uh, I take that back. I <laughs> I I can definitely taste the ten percent. It's um, it's warm going down. Um, Mm-hmm. I, like that first sip was super fresh and 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 cold. I mean, cold. And it, I don't know. Th- this is one of those beers where, like, similar to to, to Juice Gymnastics, I, I'm it's I'm at a loss for words to be honest. It's like I don't know what to do. <laughs> I don't know what to say. It's, yeah, it's um, crazy. Yeah, as I, as I as I t- as I keep taking sips here and I kind of swish it around a little bit. 
Um, back of the tongue, I'm getting a very kind of like a like a mandarin orange. Um, man, I taste a lot of orange, don't I? I, I talk. You about, do. <laughs> I think. I, I think that's like my first uh, orange. No, um, but I do. I think I just taste a lot of kind of juicy mandarin orange, but. Um, what I'm being reminded of is other Trillium double IPAs that I've actually had in the past, like a, like a metal um, or a vicinity, uh, but just like a very just juicy, slightly tropical. Um, I'm getting a little bit of a, a mango in there, but but you know, kind of like a mandarin orange, even like a grapefruit. I would um, say grapefruit is what I'm getting. Yeah. yeah, like what I'm getting kind of on the back, um, and then that finish for ten percent is. <laughs> impressive impressive for a 10 percent. yeah um i had a i had a simtra the other week i forget when from Mm -hmm. from knee deep and Mm -hmm. i think there's it that's a triple ipa and i think it's at 10 Mm percent um and this Mm -hmm. is at uh you know double ipa at 10 at 10 percent also and it's not this um you know Fully loaded baked potato mm. is not as harsh, anywhere near as harsh as the Simtra. It's um, oh my it's, god! For being ten percent, it's super wow. easy to drink, man. Oh man, yeah, and, and you know, oh wow, this is <laughs> yeah, incredible. I keep, I mean, yes, I, I, you know, again, let me just reiterate: for ten percent, this is it, it is truly incredible what they are able to accomplish with this, and. It's oh wow! It's it's a and it's an awesome representation of each brewery, in my opinion. And the one thing I do want to say is that other half being the primary brewery or organizing brewery, whatever you want to call them, as of late, I've had a few of their beers, and again that vegetal kind of very earthy, super dank quality. you know, I've I've had kind of mixed feelings on it. To be quite honest with you, I think I had the double dry hopped uh, broccoli and double dry hopped uh, cheddar. And shout out to all your light, my man on Instagram for the hookup on that. Um, and they were excellent. But I did notice that, like, I had one can early in getting it, kind of close to release date, and then um, another one, like, I don't know, I think it was like two weeks after, and then that that kind of that vegetal quality kind of dissipated, um, and a lot of the other flavors were able to come together. And I have to say with this, it's 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 not, it really isn't. It's There's a little bit of dankness there, a little I would bit, say. Yeah, a little. Yeah, but but more than anything, it's that, that kind of that monkish signature just creamy, smooth mouthfeel, and then that trillium kind of juice bombish, kind of like yeah, double yeah. IPA, New yeah. England double IPA. Here it is, yeah, th- that I'm getting, and um, l- definitely looking forward to it warming up a little bit, so I can start picking out a lot more of those citrus flavors and give you guys something other than orange. <laughs> <laughs> man, this is this is going to be one of those beers, man, and I can already feel the ten percent. Just take, mm-hmm. Like I can, I'm getting warm. Mm-hmm. Well, Let me like... just say, before I forget. Oh yeah, this is this is great. But before I forget, I did also have the pleasure of sampling um, with Tasty Beverages and Pecone this past weekend the um, twice baked potato, which was another release from this trifecta of releases. They had another pale ale that. 
other half did. Other half and Monkish did a pale ale called, it was a double dry hop pale ale called Taters. And then the third one is the other one that I'm mentioning now, which was Twice Baked Potato, double IPA, which was just other half and Monkish. And that one was okay. <laughs> I take that back. <laughs> I gave it a 425. A 425 is definitely not an okay rating. It's actually a really good yeah. rating. Yeah. Um, but it's kind of like, it didn't quite kind of stack up to the hype like this one is. <laughs> um, so, you know, call it the Trillium involvement, you know, whatever you want to call it. Um, but, you know, just really quickly, the, the, the twice baked potato, just other half and monkish, it was, um, it did have some of that vegetal kind of quality going, did have that dankness, but it had a super weird finish. It was like hmm. almost cloyingly sweet, like almost like the um, space cookie. Remember, Jay? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I remember. Yeah. It was kind of similar to that. And I was just like, oh, I don't know. It was, it was good. It was really good, actually, but um, not on this level. This is on another level. This is. <laughs> Oh, I, I don't. I'm gonna. I'm gonna stop. I'm gonna stop yeah, right now. Yeah, you're gonna but, give away your rating. Oh, it is. Oh man, this is this is good stuff. <laughs> All right, well, you take your sip. Uh, let's go into our not really our tech topic. I mean, you know, I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest to our listeners. Mm-hmm. It's been hard coming up with tech, coming up with tech topics, especially at this time of the year, because there's really mm-hmm. nothing going on. I mean. We had WWDC in June, and there's a few things here and there that kind of pop up in the news. But honestly, until September, when the new phones get released, it's kind of like a quiet mm-hmm. period in in terms of tech. I mean, it's summertime; people go on vacation. So, um, I thought we thought that it would be kind of fun to talk about some of our favorite things. Uh, when we had our DeLorean dust on the show, we talked about um, our favorite movies and uh, in specific. Uh, Back to the Future, mm-hmm. I thought, or we thought for this episode, we talk about our favorite TV shows, and yes. uh, maybe you you all might have you know uh, watched some of the same, same shows that w- we picked, and if not, then we'll you know this will be a suggestion to, to you guys to maybe binge watch it on Netflix because um, you know there's there's a lot of good shows out there, and um, just want to kind of mention some of our favorite TV shows, and maybe you, you all out there will will enjoy it. So. Um, let's go and dive in. So who, you want to go first? Should I go first? Jay, go for it, my man. (laughs) I'm very anxious to hear your picks. All right. All right. So we picked, uh, for the sake of time, we picked two shows each to kind of, you know, it's hard to, to narrow it down to favorite, all time favorite TV shows. So, uh, we both picked two. And I'm going to go first. The first one I'm going to go with. Um, so this is something that my wife and I, we recently binge, binge watched and we finished, I want to say about a year ago. And I always, um, I, I've, I've heard of this show, but I never really gave it a chance. Uh, so w- um, before I mention it, I'm kind of going to give it away here. Uh, I was a fan of The Office when, when that show came out and I watched it almost through its entire run. I kind of fell off for, for whatever reason. But this show mm-hmm. kind of came on uh, shortly, I, I want to say during the middle of The Office's run. And the show th- that I picked is Parks and Recreation. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I kind of wonder why I never really got into it when it first came out. 
my wife and I were just kind of like sitting there like, uh, you know, we didn't have any, we we're kind of bored one night. And, you know, once the kids go to sleep, we just kind of like, you know, what do you want to do? Let's watch some TV. Just kind of like, you know, zone out for a little bit. And yeah. I've always heard good things about Parks and Rec, but never really gave it a chance. All I knew that, you know, Amy Poehler was on it. She was on SNL and, uh, you know, she had a small part in Mean Girls, which is a great movie. Um, yeah. So we decided to give it a shot. And to be honest, like season one was kind of slow. Mm-hmm. But I think season two and up until the second to the last season, it's, it's some of the best TV, in my opinion. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, amazing cast. I think, I don't I don't know how famous they all were at the beginning of the run, but mm-hmm. you've got Amy Poehler, Aziz Ansari, Chris Pratt, Nick Offerman, Rob Lowe, Adam Scott, Rashida Jones, Aubrey Plaza. I want to say when the first when the show first started, I think I probably would have recognized Amy Poehler, uh, Rashida Jones because she was on The Office, and maybe uh, Rob Lowe because he's been around for, like, forever, but he still looks like he's in his thirties. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but it it's I don't know what it is like. Just the characters on that show, I think the actors play their characters perfectly. I think. Uh, Nick Offerman as Ron Swanson is one of the best castings of a character in the oh, history yeah. of TV. That uh, guy is genius. I think. Um, yeah, he's hilarious. He's so funny. I mean, he was like made for that role. I I knew this show was gonna be funny. Do, do you have you seen the show? Have you watched it at all? I've I've watched a couple of seasons. I, okay. I, I just I stopped for whatever reason. I got I got to keep watching. But yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm pretty familiar with the characters. Okay. Um, but yeah, I need I need to make it through the rest. How many how many seasons? Total? I think there's there's seven or eight. Seven or eight. Okay. Yeah. yeah. No, I got I got to get back on it on Netflix. Yeah, it's been it's been quite some time since I've seen it. But um, yeah, uh, those yeah I, I hear exactly what you're saying. I mean, it's funny. I mean, when you just listed everyone off based on from when the show first started to now, it's like oh, that's an all star cast. Right. Exactly. Um, but a lot of those all stars now. Their their platforms or their jumping off points were, you know, their their roles on Parks and Recreation, right? Yeah, I mean that's really where Aziz kind of you know got yeah. his shine, and and Aubrey Plaza and Chris well, Chris Pratt, Chris Pratt, yeah. Right? I mean that kind of was his, that was his like launching pad, right? Oh, I mean, dude, that guy's a superstar now, man. Right, and and it, and that's kind of how you know he got on everyone's radar was was yeah. his role there. Very, he's hilarious on he's there. Ho- yeah, know? yeah, yeah. I remember when we when we were starting watching this show, I knew this show was going to be funny or I was going to like this show. Do you remember that episode when um, Ron Swanson got that hernia and he was like hiding it from, from everybody. Mm. And like, he's like uh, to Aubrey Plaza. I, what's her name on the show? I already forgot. Uh, oh gosh. Yeah. I, already yeah. Forgot. I, I don't, yeah, I don't remember. But she, he was like, you know, you know, can you go get my lunch? And, and then mm-hmm. she's like, okay, where is it? And then he's like, oh, it's right there on my desk. <laughs> and he, she just kind of pushed it forward. And oh, like, he was yeah, hiding, yeah. he was hiding the fact that he had a hernia. And then like, he was trying, he couldn't bend over because of this hernia. Oh. It was so painful. So he, yeah. looked, he grabbed his burger and he was like, how am I going to get this burger into my mouth? So he just kind of <laughs> like, he looked at it and he just kind of like threw it at his face. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I don't think I've seen that one, but I have seen the one oh. where um, she has the ingenious idea to schedule all of his appointments on a certain day that isn't a, like, it was like the 31st of a month that didn't oh. have a 31st. <laughs> Remember that one? No, I don't. Oh, that one was good. That one was good. And then they ended, something funny ended up happening. Um, but yeah, no, a- Amy is it Paul? Amy Polar, yeah, yeah. Polar. She's she's 
very she's just her character is just hilarious in the show in terms yeah. of just kind of she's you know very uh quirky and very intense but i mean she just has kind of kind of funny uh natural comedic moments um i love aziz on there he's oh, probably gosh. pound for pound my favorite on the show um i love the stuff that you know when they're when they're doing the nightclub, like the yeah, guy, I forgot what his name was, John Ralphio. John, yeah, Ralphio. like the, like the <laughs> names on there are just hilarious. Like he, he that's and funny, and then that guy as an then, actor is is hilarious too. Like that was a perfect casting yeah. for his for his role too. Yes, right. I mean, just just funny stuff. And then um, another uh, instance of a funny name was uh, L- little no Lil. Sebastian, Lil, Lil Sebastian. Yeah, I mean that's just like that's genius. Like <laughs> oh, like. A, a little pony, right? A little mini pony or whatever it was. Little Sebastian. I mean, that name is just, com- yeah. just pure comedy. I mean, it. <laughs> and, oh, and man. I love the fact, okay, the, the way they tie in jokes is so, so clever and so genius. Like the fact yeah. that Tom Haverford, uh, Aziz Ansari's character, he's yeah. like a fan of like 90s R&B. And yeah. then, um, the black girl's name. What's her name? I forget what her name was. Oh, yeah. But yeah, I know you mean. it turns out her cousin is genuine. <laughs> <laughs> and then on one of the last episodes of I think it was season seven, they actually had Genuine come out and do like a tribute to Lil oh, Sebastian man. and he's saying I'm ruining it. Oh, I just probably spoiled it for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's just let's just end it right there. That 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 okay. Now I know Genuine comes out, that's cool. But Let's stop it there because then I'm going to start to think other things. You know how it goes when you get those spoilers, right? I yeah, mean, my bad, my bad. Make <laughs> assumptions on other things. Anyway, no, but it's um, yeah, definitely, definitely one of the funniest shows that I've seen. I, I, I got to get back into it, and you know, all all it takes a lot of times is a nice reminder, and then fire up Netflix, and yeah, boom, you're good to I, go, last right? time I checked, it was still on there. But um, it you know when we came when I when we came up with this topic, I was kind of like racking my brain. There's there's been a lot of good shows. I mean. Friends, yeah. I grew up with How I Met Your Mother. Mm-hmm. You know that was a mm-hmm. good show in my opinion. But yeah. in terms of um, just consistently being funny and me like looking forward to the next episode, yeah, and, and, and the cast, the writing, just everything was so on point. Parks and Rec. I mean, I I think it's it it's it's kind of giving you know I give it super high praise. I mean that's. I don't know. Yeah, there's all well, these other know, shows that I could have picked, but you know, I picked Parks and Rec. <laughs> yeah, and I had I had a little bit of trouble myself, kind of narrow, narrowing it down. And I'm gonna do a slight little pivot here. I'm gonna still yeah, stick go for to, it. I'm still gonna stick to two, but um, you just kind of jogged my brain. And my favorite comedy TV show, sitcom, or whatever you want to call it, of all time, is Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Oh, that's uh, a I'm good not one. sure if. Have you have you seen? I I've, today I've seen a few episodes. I haven't watched. Um, oh, it's in like, sequence or anything. But yeah, I I those characters are funny. Oh, I wish man. I wish and, I could get into it more. But yeah, it's a good show. Oh yeah, like I I mean like okay, I appreciate the humor in um you know like The Office or uh, Parks and Rec. Um, love that kind of just kind of like um. You know, smart, witty, right, right. Some of it kind of, you know, dumb humor. But um, I'm, I'm a big fan of like crude humor right. as well. <laughs> and uh, you know, like for instance, like one of my favorite shows growing up was Beavis and Butthead. Um, <laughs> and and it's just, oh, I love Beavis and Butthead. So anyway, um, Always Sunny in Philadelphia is is to me pound for pound. I mean, it's just, it's just genius. I mean, just the 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 like you said, the characters and 
how self-centered they are, how egotistical they are, how dysfunctional <laughs> they are as a, a group of friends. Um, Danny DeVito is Frank coming in and just being this crazy old guy and you know he has a gun and he does all these wacky things and and Dennis is um you know just a like he's like a sociopath you know and 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 he's just he has the Dennis system and you know that's how that's what he uses to pick up girls and you know then he takes takes them back to his apartment and, and like he has a collection of videotapes but it's like <laughs> it sounds it sounds so like sick and and twisted but it's just like the, the way that they present it it's just like it's hilarious and then um um, just the the later the latest seasons. It's one of those shows. To me, a show is a truly great show if it continuously improves, uh, show after show, season mm-hmm. after season. And it, and, mm-hmm. and in terms of comedy, it gets funnier, you know, season after season. And I, I'm going to tell you, I actually went over my friend uh, uh, Matt or, or Pecone, as his name is. I, I think it's on Untapped. And I was over there like a few months back and I had it. What, I, what I've been doing with Always Sunny is I, I watch the previous season whenever it comes out on Netflix, right? I'm not, mm. I'm, I don't watch it live. I just kind of yeah, yeah, yeah. binge the whole thing, right? right? Yeah, yeah. So he goes, yeah. Um, he's like, have you been watching Always Sunny? And I was like, no, I just, I told him what I just said. You know, I just wait when it comes out. And he goes, oh yeah, well, uh, here, let's watch this. I have, it on, I have it on my DVR. Check this out. This, is, this episode is hilarious. Yeah. And it was the one of the latest episode where the... I forget the title of it, man. I should have looked it up. Um, but it's basically the one where they're on the street and they get a lotto ticket. They're fighting over who... It's like a winning <laughs> lotto ticket. And they're fighting over who actually won it or purchased it so that they can claim the money. Yeah. And um, uh, a piano. They're like moving a piano. It's like a classic like old movie gag where they're like you know, doing a whole like right. pulley up yeah, for yeah. A, a big old grand piano and it almost falls on um, on Dennis. No, not on Dennis. Excuse me. On um, God, his name is escaping me right now. Charlie? Um, no, not Charlie. The other one. God, man, what's his name? Um, oh man, I'm I'm super <laughs> drawing a blank right now. But anyway, um, Mac. It almost falls on Mac. So then Frank sees it and he yells out something to him to move. And it's um, <laughs> if you watch the show, you you'll get why it's kind of funny. It, he it's it's kind of like a slur to him to move. So he moves <laughs> out of the way. It doesn't kill him. But then this whole thing starts. The whole episode starts, and it's they get like a like a lawyer to mediate between them. So they're all giving their arguments as to why the lotto ticket belongs to whoever they belong to oh and then also God. there's this whole issue of frank using that slur and just <laughs> the way the episode progresses and it just gets funnier and funnier and funnier and funnier to the point where you're like dying like crying in laughter <laughs> by the end of the episode and it just speaks oh, to man. how i mean just the writers the cast i mean it's just man in terms of comedies number one for me Oh man. Okay, so Always Sunny was was one of your picks. Yeah. Well, yeah, it okay. is now. So. It is now. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was a good. I yeah. Like, I mean, in your case with Parks and Rec, this this is probably a show that I, I, I didn't start it from start to fin. Like you know, you know, binge watch from season one. Mm-hmm. But I forget where I started to pick it up. Like my wife and I, we 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 watched a couple of episodes, and they they are funny. It's just you know. We just need to find the time and and just sit mm-hmm. down. But yeah, we the, the few episodes that we did watch, we were we were pretty impressed or we were laughing. So mm-hmm. I, that's that's a reminder to me to start watching. Uh, yeah, always oh, funny. Check it out, man. It, yeah. It's awesome. All right. So what about what about your second? So I saved my second one for you know, in my opinion, best for last. Um, 
It's been around. I'm probably going to give it away. It's been around since the 80s. I grew up with it. Uh, one mm-hmm. of my all-time favorite shows, you know, some some facts. It's the longest-running American sitcom, longest-running American animated program. It recently just got renewed for its 29th and 30th seasons. Um, probably if I were deserted on a desert island, I would take these DVDs, seasons 1 through 10, with me to this desert <laughs> island, and that is The Simpsons. Um, Ooh, if you classic. know me, I'm a, I'm a huge, huge Simpsons fan. Um, I've got Homer, like, you know, toys. I've got a Funko Pop. I've got, you know, kid robot Simpsons toys in my closet. Mm-hmm. I've got seasons one through 10, the good ones. <laughs> um, yeah, the, man, that's the DVDs. Hey, let me just. No, I'm, go for it. Go, literally, go. When, when you said that in my mind, <laughs> I swear to you, I go, <laughs> oh, yeah, when it was good. <laughs> when it was good. No, I don't. You know, I don't mean it like that. I mean it like the no, cl- like the true classics. Like yeah, like ah, oh, you know, like Lisa, it's your birthday. That's one of them, right? Yes. In the yep. season. Okay, thank you. All right. <laughs> Just want to make sure I wasn't like talking out of my. Anyway, yeah, yeah. So The Simpsons is probably my all-time favorite TV show, and it's funny because I, you know, it came out. So it's being renewed for its thirtieth season in two years so that you know right now they're in their 28th season i'm 37 so it's been around for like two-thirds of my life and i remember i remember when the show first came out and the the huge controversy that it caused like oh this is an animated show it's it's meant Mm -hmm. for kids but it's very you know you know back in the day back for the at the time it was like raunchy or kind of crude humor Mm -hmm. and you know my parents didn't know any better so they you know they let me watch it and you know, the first few seasons were centered around Bart, how he was like, you know, the, you know, the misfit kid and like all the merchandise was centered around him. I had like folders. I had a, a pin. I had all this stuff from like, you know, when I was a kid, I put pins on my backpack, you know, and it was funny. Like the it, it's crazy. The you know, there's there's actually college courses on on The Simpsons and how it's like evolved as a show and like how it's a part of like, you know, American pop culture now. And I grew up with it, and it's funny because I watched the first few seasons as a kid, and I kind of stopped watching it. But then when I went away for college, you know, all you do is either go to class and then you watch TV or like you hang out with friends. And The Simpsons was on, and like they would run the old seasons, you know, at the time, not the good seasons, like, you know, season, like seasons three and maybe like you know, three at the very earliest, all the way up to like nine and 10. Those were like the, seriously the, some of the best episodes of the Simpsons, best episodes mm-hmm. of any TV show period. Like the writing was like so good. Um, Conan O'Brien got his start there. Um, just, just some of the writers that came out of there. Uh, Bob Odenkirk, who is, um, you know, Saul on better call, better call Saul and, and breaking bad. Mm-hmm. He came from the Simpsons. Mm-hmm. and just the writing was so on point like some of the early episodes like uh you know um the one what was the one that you just lisa it's your you know, lisa's birthday yeah. right the, the one with michael jackson birthday. and it's funny uh that episode where you know this this pres- this uh this guy from prison he thinks he's michael jackson or uh the mental institution he thinks he's michael jackson it's funny that was a- actually michael jackson but he wasn't credited in the credits as, you know, you know, voice of Michael Jackson, because at the time it was very, 
you know, at the time, The Simpsons wasn't like a a, a great show to Wholesome. You know, put to put your name on. So yeah. that was that that really was Michael Jackson, but he didn't want to put his name on it. And now, now everyone, you know, not to be a guest host or best a guest voice on on The Simpsons means you've made it as a you know yeah. as an actor or a celebrity, right? But back right. then, it was kind of like taboo. Like, oh, you don't want to put your name on Simpsons. You don't want to you know say that you were. A voice <laughs> on a Simpsons ep- episode. So, yeah, some of, some of my favorite episodes. I think my all. I think I've mentioned this on Twitter, but I think my all time favorite one is the monorail episode. Um, mm-hmm. Oh man, that yeah, that's mainly, a classic. Yeah, mainly because um, Conan O'Brien is the one of the writers of of that mm-hmm. episode. He's mentioned it as one of his all time favorites. Uh, I don't know if you know this, know this, but I'm a huge Conan O'Brien fan. I think oh. <laughs> I think Jay Leno is a jerk, and I hate that I shared my <laughs> name with him. <laughs> but um, yeah, I'm a huge fan of Conan O'Brien, and he got his start on The Simpsons and the ones that you know, the seasons that he was a writer on. Uh, some of the best uh, seasons, best episodes ever. Um, the one where Lisa mm-hmm. needs braces. Um, just all the pop culture references that they that they you know reference in in the episodes like the who shot mr burns i was too young to know it at the time but the who shot mr burns kind of you know cliffhanger at the end of one season and then in the season opener for the for the following season was like a uh um what do you call it um an homage to dallas because Mm -hmm. um I you know, I never who watched shot that. JR? Yeah, who shot Jr. Uh, I didn't know that when I was a kid, but um, now that I'm older, some of the references I do get now, and I'm just like, man, these this show was just like ahead of its time for yeah. for its day. So, uh, yeah, if I was to be oh. stranded on a desert island, or you know, I'm taking my Simpsons DVDs with me. Yeah, Simpsons is is I, I'm with you on that, Jay. One of the all time classics, uh, definitely on my. Definitely on my top ten list. If I if I were to have to sit down and just say favorite TV shows of all time, I mean, when I was a kid, you know, the impact that The Simpsons had on me, I mean, it was just tremendous. And I just had a couple of just super random memories. The first is <laughs> we'll put a, a link in the show notes, and I don't know if you follow them, uh, follow this Instagram account, Jay. But if not, you absolutely Pro- I probably should. do. I probably do. Well, if if let's okay, check this out. Okay, it's, uh, I believe it's at Bootleg Bart. No, no, an, I don't. I don't. It's an Instagram account solely dedicated to the old school, oh. early '90s Bootleg Simpsons T-shirts. It's in the show <laughs> notes right now, Jay. In the document, check it out. Oh. Scroll through. You got to look at these right away. Bootleg. Let me tell you. Yes, oh, because my gosh. any my... children of the '80s and '90s out there. You know exactly what I'm talking about. Oh, I- the Simpsons, <laughs> the Simpsons, like you're saying, Jay, was such a phenomenon in, in those days that they, of course, had official merchandise. Right, one of the one of the shirts that I just um, saw online looking for that link was uh, Bart with his with the skateboard, and the quote is, "Who the his little uh, t- speech bubble was? Who the hell are you? Or yeah. I think it was who? Yeah, I think it's who the, who the hell are you? Or what is your name? Wait, am I getting getting confused with um? Problem child, actually, no, I just might be. No, no, no. I think it says, or what the hell is your name, or who the hell are you? Is it? It's who the hell anyway, are you whatever. Think? It's there. If you if you if you Google nineties um, Simpsons shirts, you'll this see is it right terrible. there. Terrible. All yeah, right for that for that day and age. Yes, 
100%, right? And that's part of what, <laughs> to us kids, made it just so like, oh my God, like, gotta watch The Simpsons, so like edgy, so like mm-hmm. cutting mm-hmm. edge. I mean, mm-hmm. even going back, if you really think about it, where it started on, on the Tracy Ullman show, yeah. which was actually the first, when, when it first appeared with Matt Groin doing the, the artwork and all that. So anyway, um, but yeah, I mean, in the, in the early 90s, it was such a just just pop culture phenomenon that they started doing bootleg t-shirts that would be riffs on a lot of them were bart you know so they would make like bart look like like a ninja turtle or yeah. look like dick tracy or you know uh make him black uh or a, or a football player or a basketball player i mean any anything that you could tie in or draw in a Simpsons style yeah. or turn it into Bart, they did it. They did the text on there, um, all these bootleg shirt places, and this Instagram account. This is terrible. If you're a, Simps- <laughs> if you're a Simpsons fan or just, you know, for nostalgia's sake, if you if, if what I'm saying is ringing a bell, check it out. Um, it'll be in the show notes. It's just, uh, just an awesome trip down memory lane. And uh, I'm with you 100%, Jay. I mean, just a couple of random memories. I mean, when Disco Stew first came out, I just remember me and my brother, like the humor on that was just, they just nailed Disco Stew, like his just funny little like lines that he would say when he would bust yeah. out. Um, so many classic lines with Flanders. and I could quote um, Simpson quotes like for days. Like I've oh, got man. so many in my head. I mean. <laughs> oh man. And, and and the one the one episode that I remember that always sticks out from when I initially saw it as a kid where I like I could not stop laughing. Like it was just hilarity was when homer um tried to um do the uh like the like the jump off the, like it was like the grand canyon or something yeah yeah and he tried to to jump and then he like fell and then they tried to save him and then yeah. he was in the um in the gurney or whatever yeah. it was and then they dropped him on that and he kept he kept bumping the whole down. way down yeah that like to me it always stands out as like the the most hilarious moment in the Simpsons for me to like you know as a kid like kid humor. I mean it's still funny now. I think I saw it recently and I laughed as well, but I'll never forget the first time I saw that how much I laughed like tears stomach <laughs> like pain laughing as oh. as a little kid watching that. But yeah, the Simpsons is is one of the all-time best shows ever. Yeah, yeah. I mean what what else can you say? <laughs> yeah, I mean it's it's you got you know what it is is it's like nowadays and then you know especially like when family guy came out yeah i was gonna say that it's like you know it's easy and i'll be honest man like (laughs) thinking about the show topic simpsons was not even on my on my radar you know it just was it yeah it, it was it was nowhere near my thoughts or on the list because I haven't watched any of the new episodes in so long, you know, you know um, what I, the, I, I haven't the, kept up with it. You know, the new episodes are actually not that bad. I think for a while there, I, I want, I don't want to, I, 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 I honestly did stop watching it from mm-hmm. like seasons. I don't know, 12, 13, but mm-hmm. ne- the new episodes are actually not that bad. Um, mm-hmm. They're not as great as the original ones, you know, from, you know, seasons, three through 10, but they're not mm-hmm. as terrible as like the, the teens yeah. or whatever. But I, yeah, yeah, you should, if, if it's on, I'll watch it. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. But uh, you know, FX, they have every mm-hmm. Simpsons episode streaming so I can get my yeah. fix there. Um, I don't there have to pop go. in a DVD <laughs> like <Yeah>. an animal, <laughs> but um, just, I just want to end on this. Um, the Simpsons kind of paved the way for, a lot of different shows like, you know, Family Guy, um, you know, American Dad, 
Bob's Burgers, mm-hmm. South Park, all oh, yeah. of those shows wouldn't be there without The Simpsons because, you know, South, you know, as raunchy or as crude as South Park, you know, is or like how Family Guy is, you know, those shows wouldn't exist without The Simpsons because those guys, Matt Groening, he, you know, he, you know, he he forged a path and and if it weren't for the yep. Simpsons, all these other shows they wouldn't be they wouldn't exist. So yeah, much props yeah. to to the Simpsons, man. Hundred percent, hundred percent, Jay. Couldn't agree with you more. And um, much respect to the Simpsons. One of the, one of the greatest shows of all time. All right, man. What's your what's your final pick? My favorite show of all time, pound for pound. If I were to have to say right now, would be Breaking Bad. Ah, uh, that's okay. That of, was that was one. I was waffling like which Breaking Bad was such a good show. I have two funny uh, shows. Yeah, great, great and, pick. Yeah, and and it's you know speaking of Mr. Odenkirk, which mm-hmm. I will talk more about in a bit. Uh, Breaking Bad for those of you who aren't aware, have been living under a rock for the past <laughs> uh, ten years or so. Is the story of a um, high school chemistry teacher who ends up becoming the largest um, crystal meth supplier in Albuquerque, New Mexico, Mm -hmm. I believe Mm -hmm. it is, or all of New Mexico, I guess, at one point. And the saga that occurs uh, once he starts doing that, the people around him, his family, um, his associates, the cast characters that he meets in terms of that that kind of that underworld, um, the storylines that unfold, the personal relationships, the um, just uh, just the complexities with that. I mean, it's it's. <laughs> I'm trying to kind of encapsulate it here, and I'm failing miserably. But let me just say that the reason why I consider it to be, in my opinion, the best show or my favorite show of all time, is that. Um, the writing on the show is just superb, and yeah. uh, the the showrunner, I believe it's called, or the creator, whatever you want to call him, Vince um, Gilligan, uh, I believe is his name. I may have said the last no, name incorrectly. I, I think you're. I think you got it. Yeah, Gil- Gilligan, not Gilligan. Yeah. Gilligan, right? Um, he's he's to me he's a genius. Um, the way that uh, it, you know the the show unfolds, the steps, the 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 subtle elements that are there, the signs that are brought up that mm-hmm. kind of later come into fruition. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just um, really the main character himself, which is, um, you know, which is, uh, his name's Heisenberg, his nickname, his actual name. Walter White. Is, yeah, Walter White. Thank you, I was blanking on it. <laughs> just just his progression from season one to the final, I believe it's season six, the final season, it's just it's mind blowing, you know the, the 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 path that he takes. I mean, he's diagnosed with lung cancer, inoperable, you know. I forgot what stage. I think it was stage three lung cancer, and you know, it just it, from from that first episode to the last episode to see that path, see that progression of his character is just mind blowing. You know, just yeah. all the twists and turns, and you know him being kind of the the hero and then kind of later on the anti-hero, you know, and, and back to the hero. I mean, just, it, it's just, it's incredible. You know, the writing, the, the, the characters are, are very captivating. And the world that uh, Vince created is just, you know, you, 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 I obviously speak for many, many people. You made it through the whole, the whole series? I did. Jay? Yeah, I did. Yeah. yeah. It was like you didn't you didn't want it to end, obviously, you know, with any good show, but it it was, you know, it was time for it to end. You know, the story was told, right? 
But I was absolutely thrilled when it was announced that there would be a spinoff by the name mm-hmm. of Better Call Saul. Mm-hmm. And that's the current show that's on. Season three just wrapped. Um, basically, it centers around the origin or the backstory of one of the main characters of Breaking Bad, which was uh, Bob Odenkirk and his character by the name of Saul Goodman and just kind of how he had his rise and um, became that particular character, which is an alias. He, was, he had, went by another, another name before. But the way that Vince Gilligan is, is basically... Um, progressing through Better Call Saul and all the tie-ins to Breaking Bad and expanding on that world and all the backstories and just kind of tie-ins there. I love that. I'm I'm an absolute sucker for an expanded, very detailed Mm, world, whatever it may be. I mean, for a best example of that is, is the Marvel universe, which I've mentioned a couple times. And, um, you know, right now everything's leading up to the big Avengers three, which is the Infinity War, which is the culmination of ten years of all these Marvel movies, which are all tied in together, right? Um, so, in terms of a drama, in terms of a serious show, to 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 see Better Call Saul progressing now at its third season and being so good because it's the same core team, right? Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. the same show creators, the same writers, from what I'm from what I understand. It's the same universe progressing into what could end up being better ultimately than Breaking Bad. I mean, that's how. What? Are you caught up on? Are you caught up on no. Better Call Saul? No, I've. I watch it. One, I know. I know. I know. Oh I, I, I want to. I want oh, to. I, I will is, now. It's. I and and I'm saying I'm telling you that not just to like get you hyped up to watch Better Call Saul, but I'm saying that as somebody who went into Better Call Saul saying to himself. Uh, no way it's going to be – it'll be a nice spinoff, but it won't be as good as Breaking Bad. Literally, I'm like, whoa. Like, if this continues to the way it's going, like, who knows? It could what be. Probably heck? not. But it has the potential to be, and that just speaks to the genius of Vince Gilligan and, and, and the team of writers and the producers that make that show uh, possible. And, uh, yeah, that's that's kind of how I originally came into today's, uh, today's show, saying all-time Breaking Bad, current favorite show on television, Better Call Saul. That's a great pick. I was kind of like when we were figuring out our show topic, Breaking Bad came up, and um, my buddy kind of pushed me toward – to watching it my buddy Nino uh mm-hmm. shout out to him he was like you have to you have to watch Breaking Bad you have to watch Breaking Bad and like I finally gave it a chance my wife and I gave it a chance and we were glued to the TV for like a good mm-hmm. three months because I think the show had wrapped yeah the show had had finished when we mm-hmm. started watching so we mm-hmm. were fortunate enough to you know it was on Netflix so all we did was just walk, power through all the different all the seasons and I think when the, the part that got me hooked was, you know, obviously the, the one of the first episodes where um, I, I think he had found out he had cancer already mm-hmm. and um, he was kind of looked at you know, kind of like, oh, he's just a high school teacher. He was kind of like nah, nerdy, mm-hmm. definitely nerdy. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, in the show he has this, um, you know, he has a disabled son and they were yeah. shopping for clothes or something. And some kids were making fun of him and he already knew that he had cancer, but he, I don't think he told his family yet. And like, he was like, at this point we're like, I'm going to die. And yeah. you know, he had like nothing, he had nothing to lose basically. So when these kids like kind of gave his son a hard time, he like, he just, you know, he just stepped up and like 
showed this side of him that his family had never seen and wow. he'd never seen before. And just to, for me to watch like this guy, like he has been told that he's, you know, he's going to die eventually whenever mm-hmm. he doesn't know. But now that he knows that he has nothing left to lose for him to like, you know, take, you know, normal situations, everyday situations differently. Now knowing that he's going to pass or whatever, mm-hmm. that, that kind of like, that was interesting to me. Like, okay, this guy knows he has a timeline. He's so he's going to live his life. He's going to do whatever he wants with the rest of his life. So, yeah. um, that kind of, that, that particular scene in that episode kind of like, it got me, that, that got me hooked for sure. And yeah, yeah. just the, the, the writing, just the, the twists and the turns. I can't even remember all the different twists and the turns, but every episode, my wife and I were like, Oh my God, I can't believe they're going to end it like that. We have to watch right. the next one. Yeah. But that's a, <laughs> Such a yeah, good pick. I, That's a great pick. Yeah, I, I blew through. I didn't watch it when it originally came out. I blew through it um, probably like three years ago now at the recommendation of my brother. He was just like, best show ever. I was like, ooh. <laughs> you know, and I, I, I like trust his opinion. So I was just like, yeah. okay, okay. I got it. So I made it a point, you know. Um, but yeah, just incredible. And what I'm going to leave you with again, Jay, is Better, better Call Saul. Saul. I, I, I'll I'll give do him a it, call. Do it, man. You won't. I mean, it's it, okay. It starts off slow, as many shows do, but let me just tell you, you get you get hooked, and it's all like right. it, it's it's all the things that made Breaking Bad good in a general sense, meaning great storylines, um, great characters, great acting. All those things are there. It's it's very different. All the okay. elements, of okay. course, you know. It, it, and obvi- uh, hello, but. Everything you liked about Breaking Bad is is there, you know. And you, as 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 a lover of the show, you'll get sucked in, and it's it's amazing. All right, I'm gonna give Call Saul after this. <laughs> give Call <laughs> Saul. Give Saul a call <laughs> after this. Saul, good man. All right. Obviously, this uh, what is this called? Fully loaded. Fully loaded baked potato. It's Fully it's gotten loaded. to me. So. Oh, yeah. Um, oh yeah. So I finished my glass. So oh, I guess man. That... it is. I mean, one of these, one of these shows, man. <laughs> I got you know, got about like that. Yeah, he's got like a quarter of his teku left. So you're up, up. I'm I'm up since I finished first. Um, it's a great beer. Um, for being a an imperial IPA, ten percent. This is this is definitely up my alley in terms of styles of beer. Um, mm. I'm kind of hesitant to give it a perfect score. I'm gonna give it a four point seven five. Mm. Um, the beer is it's great. I think the only thing that I would have liked that would have made this a perfect five was, um, I'm a, I, I juice gymnastics for me. I think. Of all the beers that we've had on the show, I think Juice Gymnastics is by far the best. I know I've given fives, I think, I think two other times. Mm-hmm. Um, and a thing that, and it's it's not maybe it's not fair to compare, but um, the thing I liked about Juice Gymnastics was this: I like a little bit of of sweetness, mm-hmm. and I didn't really get it with this. I mean, if I never had juice gymnastics, if that was never introduced into my life, I probably would give this a five. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I the things that I do like about it, it's strong, ten percent. Um, the alcohol is 
is hidden at first, but as the as it got warmer, it was more pronounced. Like the burn was there, but it wasn't like it didn't turn me off. Mm-hmm. Um, mouthfeel was on point. Like it didn't hurt or didn't you know the bubbles. There was no bubbles. It was very smooth. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah. If if I had to knock it, if I am knocking it, you know, point two five down, it's maybe I wanted a little bit more fruit, a little bit more sweetness a little bit more citrus something um it was just very what i don't know i don't, I don't know how to describe the flavor because when we, when we first tasted it i couldn't come up with a description so maybe something more in that uh area more more in the taste more sweetness more something for me but all other aspects of the beer was was on point like like I was, I was speechless, but yeah, four, four, seven, five for me. Yeah. And, um, you know, going into this, a lot of hype, obviously. a lot of hype. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's, it's great to compare it to juice gymnastics because it's actually almost the same, almost collaboration, um, trifecta, just swap out seller maker with monkish. And by the way, um, just kind of thinking out loud here. Um, I've never seen a four-way collaboration. I, I think actually I have. Now that I think about it, um, I think maybe you, I saw like a couple stones. Um, they do a lot of collaborations. One, I think one I remember being four-way. But um, this beer really got me hyped up for what I hope is the eventual four-way, four-way. team up. It's kind of like the Avengers, S- right? Seller you maker, know, yeah. Seller maker, monkish trillium, another half. It's like, oh, yeah. I mean, you know. Anyway. Um, so, this very similar similarly to Juice Gymnastics, I think part of what makes this beer so great is the fact that I can distinctly taste mm-hmm. all three elements. Having tried other beers from all three breweries, in this beer, I can taste that dankness, that slight veg. There is that the more it's warmed up, the vegetal kind of qualities of of other half beers has, has come out very pleasant more than more than vegetal it's it's been it's it's like that dankness right. um the creamy smooth mouthfeel that monkish is is famous for is there it's present it's awesome um and then also the the trillium kind of double ipa juice bomb just awesome citrus uh very orange forward for me i know i keep using orange guys <laughs> it's 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 what it is <laughs> um and then just just amazing finish for a 10 percent. i mean it's it's yeah yeah i it's, agree it's incredible it's one of the smoothest 10 percent beers that i've ever tried ever 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 um so the only ultimately, one for me i've had i've had a couple i've had a couple but uh, what was the triple cone that we did from alvarado, alvarado? it wasn't over 10 percent. i don't know i gotta look back yeah, I think it. I think it was around there. I think it was around there. Yeah, I, yeah, it was so, a triple IPA, um, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the triple cone. I think it was somewhere around there. But um, it is. Excuse me. It's 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 one of the yeah. best over ten percenters I, I, I've ever had. I'm gonna agree with you on the rating, Jay. I'm gonna give it a four seven five as well. I can tell you right now, if they would have made this into an eight percenter. Like the twice baked potato. Interesting. I am very confident. Confident. I'd be giving it a perfect rating right now. Um, I'm a stickler for the high high ABVs, um, the hotness, if you will. Yeah. That just that 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 alcohol 
burn on the finish. Yeah. Um, it's there. It's it's present. Is it overpowering? Is it bad to the point where it's like, ooh, I don't want to drink this? No, absolutely not. Um, you know, it's there. It, they embrace it and they finesse it and they make it work. Me personally, my own taste, I would have loved to, to try this at an eight or even a nine percent even. Um, I think would have been that that perfect balance and it would have elevated it to a five. But having said that, four seven five, one of the best uh, double or I guess you can call it uh, imperial IPAs that I've had in 2017. One of the best imperial IPAs I've, I've probably ever had ever, and it absolutely lived up to the hype. That's that's interesting. We both gave it the same score, but we knocked it down for different reasons. According mm-hmm. to our, our 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 own particular taste, so that's mm-hmm. that's cool. Interesting, mm-hmm. man. Cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Great beer. I mean, that's it's super good. I'm just being a stickler on the uh, on the taste for me, at least. Um. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was um, yeah amazing. Lived up to the hype. And um, let's go ahead and wrap up, Jay. So where can our faithful listeners send you bootleg bart t-shirt samples <laughs> please don't send them to me send them to nick <laughs> that yeah, instagram just, account make sure they're an extra large make sure they're an extra large because if they're the size that they were when they first came out yeah it probably <laughs> you know probably won't work too well so just make sure yeah they're, they're a good size <laughs> um same as always twitter at j torres untap at j torres as well <laughs> Uh, Instagram, you can find me at Bay Area Beer Life is uh, my handle on Instagram. Hit me up on Untapped at Nick Pro. Uh, you can find our show accounts at IBU Podcast on both Instagram and Twitter. Please continue to subscribe, uh, tell a friend about the show, uh, tweet us, DM us, let us know which beers you'd like us to sample on future shows, what tech topics you'd like for us to cover. We're having an absolute blast doing this for you out there and are looking forward to next week's show beer and topic. As always, and until then, Nick, cheers. Cheers. Well, how about, because I was thinking, because we have like, potentially three beers lined up for three weeks correct why don't we do two shows in a row uh-huh. so we have we're backed up say that again so we have shows in the can oh my god that's a great idea so we don't so we don't we're not stressing week to week so we have like you know we we have a backlog of shows oh you're a genius man <laughs>